I'm not going seven and nine or eight and eight or nine and seven. Okay? Or ten and six for that matter. This team's too talented. I'm not going to settle for that. Okay? I know what I'm doing. We had some seven and nine this morning. Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How you doing, King? Tired, mate. <laughs> you and me both. Yes, indeed. This is the first week in years I've actually not watched any game live because I've been working too hard, so... <sighs> what a way to celebrate our 20th podcast. I know. Happy 20th. <laughs> 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 nah, so but still nevertheless an exciting week and I've done my best to uh to go back and <laughs> super professional for our 20th <laughs> podcast there. Got to be leaving that in because that's hilarious. Whoops. Uh yeah, no I've tried very hard to to recoup any of the information that I missed live. Yeah. Uh so hopefully I'm up to speed. You've if been, not you can correct me. You've been hitting the books. Yeah. Studying hard. Yep. You're ready for the pod. Yeah. Excellent. I've got Game Pass, so I just caught up on that, to be fair. So, uh, yeah, no, good. Yes, indeed. How have you been? How have you been? I never ask you that. (laughs) I never do. (laughs) Why not on the 20th edition? You don't care. I don't. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) All right, so as it is week 14 of the NFL season that's just finished. Yep. What are we going to do, King? Are we going to have a game of the week? Or are we going to have what you're now seeming to stick in as a King's Corner? Yeah, King's Corner. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to do King's Corner again. Okay. Uh, just to have a little chat. Um, so why don't you go first and do the Game of the Week so we open the podcast Ooh. with a bit of Game of the Week action. All right, so I'll stay professional. Yep. You can <laughs> stick to the original plan when we first decided we were doing a podcast. I'm going out on a limb. There was only one game I could take really this week. I actually found two teams that I haven't talked about yet. Yep. So cutting off, you know, cutting down the list of teams that haven't given a, a proper stare at. Yep, good for you. And luckily that was the Atlanta Falcons against the LA Rams. Exciting. Jeff Fisher-led LA Rams. Yes. Then. Yeah. What a non-game. What do you mean, what a non-game? <laughs> Non-competitive <laughs> well, game, you exactly. mean? Exactly. Yes. 42 yes. to nothing at the end of the third quarter, King. Yep. And the Rams tacked on 14 points, just as in garbage time, really. I'm yep. not sure how many fans saw it. It was pretty empty in the stadium by that point. But uh, yeah, the game kind of was then overshadowed by what happened exactly after that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the firing of Jeff Fisher. Yes. After four years in charge. Well, five really, because this was his fifth season. Yeah, he got far enough to call Joined it Joined in fifth. 2012. Mm-hmm. And the loss... On Sunday, made him the most losingest coach in NFL history. He's joint. He's not. Well, he doesn't solely have that honor. Okay, he's officially tied. All right, let's get into the facts here. He's lost 165 games. Yeah, that's tied with Dan Reeves. Yep. Okay, but Dan Reeves won 190 games. Fisher's only won 173. Right. Okay. So he's won fewer games to still hit that losing record. Right. Okay. So I think when you post him up, and also. 
If you don't know about Dan Reeves... I don't. Dan Reeves also won four championships with the Broncos and the Falcons. Oh, good for him. How many championships has Jeff Fisher won? None. How many seven and nine championships has he won? He's good at seven and nine. He loves it. 2012, so his first season, he was seven, eight, and one. Loves a draw. In 13, he was seven and nine, trademark. Yep. In 2014, he was then six and ten. Oh, no. In 2015, he got back to his seven and nine ways. Good for him, yep. And 2016, his final season with the Rams, he got to four and nine. So, if he was lucky and ran the table which they're not going to do in their last few games nope they would they would get to 4 and 9 so it means his record with the rams is 31 wins 45 losses and a draw he'd get to 7 and 9 they're already at 4 and 9 sorry just to clarify what you said then he would definitely get 7 and 9 would he if he ran the table they would get to if, 7 and 9 that's what yeah. i said if no, he ran... you said 4 and 9 but okay don't what worry I meant about it was... doesn't matter you're right though <laughs> if they ran the table they would get back to 7 and 9 exactly which they weren't going to do Yes. Uh, no, they're not. not an I agree. easy schedule for the Rams either for the rest of the season. Nope. And yeah, I just think it's one of those games where I think the Falcons were quite lucky to turn up this week. Okay. And uh, and pile on to the Rams because it's one of those you know you see those teams that are in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like the Bengals this week going up against the Browns. Yep. Just want, it's just an easy game for them. Yep. You know? The chance to turn things around, make yourself feel better if you've had a couple of losses, which the Falcons have. Yep, they're not doing great. Uh, and also, they you know they did this without Julio Jones, did it without Mohamed Sanu. Yeah, Taylor Gabriel was their top receiver. Yeah, he had a good game. He had a good game, but he you know did. there was nothing special to write home about. Matt Ryan put up three touchdowns and no interceptions, but there was no chance of an interception by looks. But you know, no one was really pushing. No, at all in that game. No, I agree. It's um, it's it was a good, certainly a good time to to play them. I think, you know, one team was somewhat disheartened. It looked like two. There's clearly uh, some turbulence in the in the Rams organization with Todd Gurley kicking off on the sideline and not happy with his touches, etc. So yeah, absolutely a good time to be playing the Rams. Yeah, and also I think that to put it in perspective, how bad this season has been for them is the stadium was about 40 to 50% full, mm-hmm. which bearing in mind it's their first season back in LA is a joke. That shouldn't yeah. be the case. And and two, the reason that stadium is 40 to 50% full this week is because the Falcons, I think, scored as many touchdowns in this game at the Coliseum yeah. as the Rams have there <laughs> the whole season. Mm-hmm. That's depressing. Yeah. It, no wonder you don't want to go and watch that watch. team play. It's not, it's not nope. interesting to watch at all. Nope. Um, they put in Jared Goff after 10 weeks because they hoped that would do something for the franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really wanted to put him in. I think it was to try and save Fisher's job. If he showed yeah. some some progress, and yeah, that you know, you're going to expect some mistakes from a rookie quarterback, but if he came in and showed signs of life, maybe that would have, uh, you know, elongated his c- c- head coaching career, but... Unfortunately, he looks like he could be a bust. Yeah. It's not been easy for him. I actually, yesterday, did a bit of investigatory work. Did you, indeed? I put on my uh, journalistic hat. Okay, nice. Yep. Probably for the first time ever, actually. Yep. And got in contact with uh, Rams Nation United. I should have said that quicker. I was looking at you rather than looking at what you, you were. Why am I looking at you all the time? I don't, I don't know. know. Your alluring face. Thank you. Uh, so Rams Nation United on Twitter. I managed to get a hold of um, one of the one of the guys there. Perfect. Great guys. 
um, just asking them some questions because obviously I'm not a Rams fan. No. You're not a Rams fan. No. We've seen a, we've seen a really bad Rams game in London mm-hmm. where they weren't properly represented by the fans. There were a lot more Giants fans in Twickenham. Yep. And it seems to have carried over. You know, it's not easy for a team when they move back. I mean, they've been all over the place, you know, Cleveland, Anaheim, St. Louis. They might have been in St. Los Angeles before, but that was a long time ago. Yep. So you're overlooking at older older fans, maybe remembering the Eric Dickerson years and wanting to come back and watch it no matter what. But if you're an LAite or someone who lives in LA and this team comes in and you might be interested at the start, if they're not winning, the LA crowd seem to not want to really get involved no. with a losing team. No, and it's tough because LA as a place is has been synonymous um, with winning teams, whether that's the Lakers over you know a long, long period, not so much recently, um, but they're in a bit of a transitional phase since Kobe retired. Um, but you look more recently, the Kings, sort of since since the Lakers have dropped off, the yeah. LA Kings have won I think two Stanley Cup titles. Uh, so it's a place where. You know, and, and the Dodgers have been in the playoffs this year and stuff, and they've got some good players in Clayton Kershaw, etc. So, you know, it's it's they've they've got a gluttony of of strong competitive sports teams, and suddenly this new NFL franchise has been thrust on them, and uh, you know, is underwhelmed so far this season. So, I, I guess it's tough it's tough, tough to sell. get behind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the you know the initial. Uh, excitement has worn off I would say yeah so I asked the guys at Rams Nation United what yeah, they perfect. thought about yeah. it and they seem to think that as, as well as obviously the bad coaching that they thought Jeff Fisher was giving it was also the O-line seemed to have really regressed from last year okay uh, it was one of the reasons that Keenum and then Goff weren't getting the time in the pocket they needed yep you know you need to give rookie quarterbacks a, a chance to mm-hmm. throw the ball out there uh, and also you know from what I could see in the game even when Goff was getting a throw-off and, and hitting a receiver, we've seen this a lot this season where receivers just kind of hits the chest and they're not looking properly at the ball. Yep. I don't know what they're doing, but they're not actually concentrating on the catch. And yep. it just bounces out. And yeah, yeah. There's only so much you can do. Um, so their their opinion is that with a bit better coaching, uh, an investment in the O-line and some receivers... It might be, you know, they're already looking to next season as far as they're concerned. Right, okay. This, this obviously, this season is kind of over. Um, there's no chance of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Also asked them about uh, Todd Gurley. Obviously, they had a chance to talk about other things, Rams. Okay, perfect. And Todd Gurley has not had a 100-yard rushing game this year, which is incredible. Yep. Considering what he did in this breakout year, last year. And again, I asked them about the, you know, they said about maybe not wearing pads in the in the preseason training. These guys were there watching the preseason, right? Okay, and absolutely, that was not happening. They they were not fully suiting up. They weren't doing full drills, right? With okay. the pads, and you know there is something to be said that if you're not getting into that mindset of getting hit, yeah, you're not used to that physicality. To, yeah, yeah, you need to get ready for it by the time the season starts. Right, so, it sounds either way. It sounds pretty cool that they went to the training camp though. Yeah. So. Yeah, good yeah, these them. guys are invest- these are proper fans. That's why I wanted to to find out from the horse's mouth, really, and yeah. I've got lots of good information from them. Yeah, well, it sounds like they've addressed the one of the girly issues as well. As you know, he's he's not getting that push up front from that O line. No, it's not only the pass uh, that that's impacting; it's it's Gurley's ability to rush as well. So, I do think they've they certainly hit the nail on the head yeah. from that perspective. Yeah, uh, and the Is receivers, it- I agree. I th- I think they've actually got one of the. 
uh, weakest receiving cores. Kenny yeah. Britt's a solid two, but he shouldn't be your number one. No, because Tavon Austin gets paid far too much for what he does. Because he's all they've got. So, yeah. unfortunately, Austin, you know, I'm not going to begrudge Austin the contract he was given, but I think he knows he's... You know, I saw in, in Hard Knocks, um, you know, he was almost crying when they gave him that money. I think he was just ecstatic to be offered that. Yeah. Um, so... It's not necessarily his fault. It's the fact that there is a, a lack of talent there and, and they want to lock down what, you know, little talent they've got. So it's a it's a shame, really. The real problem for the Rams, of course, becomes next year. Yes. Next April, they don't have a first round pick because they gave it up to the Titans for mm-hmm. the move up to first place to get Jared Goff. They did, yeah. So they can't even address it with a, an early round unless they trade more picks. Uh, to get back up into the first round again next year. Yeah, they won't do that. No. So it's going to be really difficult. They're going to have to look into free agency, I guess. Um, whoever comes in as the head coach has got a lot of work on their hands. They have. Not many coaches like coming in without a first round pick. No. Because that's how you typically, how you then establish uh, your own, you know, your own team and, and bring in the players that that you want. Um mm-hmm. So that's that's certainly going to hinder a lot of people being interested in that role. Unless you really can do your scouting and, and look into the later rounds and find some of those people that you yeah. think could do a job for you. Yeah, you'd like to think they'd do that anyway. Um, but yeah. it's, I think it, the more likely thing for them to negotiate with regards to this role is... And I think they've shown that they'll give you time with, with Fisher. You <laughs> talked about his record over the last few seasons, but you, you'd expect them to say, right, well actually I need three years, four years minimum yep. here because I don't have a first round pick to build, which no. means I've not got two, three he years took to a establish. Huge chance on the quarterback who isn't proving himself. Yeah. I've got to sort the line out before I even can confirm that he's not good enough or yep. he is good enough. We just don't know. Yep. So there's a there's a long time there. You've got to do a lot of work. Yep. So the, there are obviously names thrown about. Yes, um, let's discuss this. The Rams came out wanting Pete Carroll. Well, good luck with that. Obviously, Pete Carroll's not going anywhere. Well, Pete Carroll's flat out said no. There's, he why, has no why interest. Why would you do that? Why would you give up the position you've got in Seattle for a move down the coast? He, the only thing that would make me think that is he, um, he does love California. I think his family still lives out there. Um, it's close enough, isn't it? It's he not was, a long drive. Not really, but he's, um, you know, previously was USC coach. Yeah. Uh, so that he does have ties to the area, uh, but well, yeah, absolutely, like you said, <laughs> it's not the same situation. No, as USC, the season's it? not that long that you can. You know, I'm pretty sure you can go back to California. I can, I can holiday there in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then, of course, you've got John Harbour. No, Jim Harbour. Jim Harbour. Yeah, Jim Harbour, mm-hmm. who doesn't want to leave college now. I think he's kind of had enough of the NFL after what happened to him at San Fran. Yeah, it's interesting that a lot of the names that are being floated out are people that are associated with. Um, sort of slightly wider but California so Jim Harbaugh um, was previously Stanford coach was Andrew Luck's coach in college yep so again has coached in in California in college uh, is also obviously been, then been a coach in a similar area mm-hmm. as Stanford and uh, has, has coached the 49ers to actually to a Super Bowl so he's had had success with the quarterback now that I don't think many people would say is an elite quarterback in Colin Kaepernick Um and besides a few players retiring, etc., not a dissimilar team, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So he's got he's got NFL credentials now. I don't think anyone's disputing that. No. He's got credentials when it comes to developing young talent in Andrew Luck. And, you know, he's gone to, to Michigan um and had reasonable success as well. He they missed out on the uh, missed out on the playoffs this year to Ohio State. 
but I think they only lost two games this season uh, in Michigan. So yeah, he's um, you know, and he's 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 a player's coach, if you know what I mean. I think people like to play for him. He's, he wears his heart on his sleeve and he backs his team to the hilt. So, of course, he, they always mention Nick Saban as someone who yeah they he, try and prize him out of the the college game. But I mean. He really won't leave the college game. No, why he's would had, you? He's had his, you know, he had his time, had his flitter with the NFL. Um, and why would you leave what is arguably the best job in college football? Certainly the best paid. Yeah, he's the highest paid. Absolutely. The only thing that might change is that he's just lost Lane Kiffin, his offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lane Kiffin had only been there one season, so I don't know why that would change his mind. No. Uh, you know he's coached at LSU. He's left there. He's he's joined Alabama, um, and he's won I think two championships, three championships with Alabama over the last five years. Yeah. So no, I don't know why you'd, I don't know why he would change that. He's there, getting he's getting towards the end of his uh, his coaching career anyway. I think he's going to retire soon. There are a couple of OCs that are, are potentially available. So Carl Shanahan, your favourite, Josh McDaniels. But uh, yeah, what's turning into a bit of the. Uh, Pundit's choice, and also Rams Nation United's choice, and one person that we all love. Yeah, it's John Gruden. Yeah, for sure, John Gruden's amazing. John Gruden. Not only did he do a QB camp with Jared Goff before the season started. Yep. Uh, but also, he's been out of the league for a long time, but his passion has not died down. No. For, for NFL, if you listen to his broadcast uh, punditry, he's one of the best. He he can spot everything that's going on. And yep. If you want a good coach, John Gruden might be just the perfect person to come in and work with a franchise and turn it around. Yeah. I don't think there's anything he can't do. No. And actually someone who, if he had that kind of preseason speech that Jeff Fisher had, <laughs> that wouldn't be a highlight of, you know, a laughable highlight. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know he meant it and mm. you know that if he didn't get there, he he's walked. cutting people. He is, I don't think he'd have walked, but... Mm. That team wouldn't have been around very. Done it, no. He'd have got rid of those players, bought in the players that he wanted. That were, you know, and he is hard on players, and he's not going to let people get away with stuff. No. And um, yeah, I think he'd be a fantastic pickup for them if they can. I, I just to go back slightly and talk about the other t- two names you mentioned. Um, I absolutely think Shanahan, Carl Shanahan, deserves a head coaching role. Yeah. Um, but I think he's having too much fun in Atlanta at the moment. He's building up too much of a, a resume. It's not often you get to play with someone as elite as Julio Jones. Um, so I think from from that perspective, he should stay there. Yeah. The McDaniels thing absolutely deserves a second chance. Did had reasonable success with with the Broncos. Actually, what's what's funny is he put together a team that then went on to win the Super Bowl. A lot of the players that he brought in um, were key players within within yeah. that team. Uh, you know Demarius Thomas who no one was thinking about prior to the draft because he played in a spread system was taken in the first round Mm -hmm. he took Tim Tebow which everyone laughed at and then he you know he won a playoff game he won a playoff game came in the season after McDaniels left and won a playoff game so you know he's and he's got the he's got the Bill Belichick seal of approval from an apprenticeship standpoint so um, yeah they've got some options it's just whether they can pry them away from their current teams because I think Harbaugh might be a might be an option. He's not been afraid to sort of pull the trigger and go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I've actually seen Gruden entertain. Yeah, I e- thought even entertain a conversation. Yeah, say yeah. no to it all, but I get it's West Coast. It's not AFC, so it's not going to interrupt with his Oakland love too much. Yep. 
Um, it's a chance for him to take a, a proud franchise and uh, and turn it around. If you can turn that around, yeah, you'll be loved forever. Well, yeah, he turned around a a Bucks team that yeah weren't this bad, but kept losing <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, and then within a season made them a a play a Super Bowl winning team. So, mm-hmm. uh, granted, they had some. They're, they're hella talent on that on that <laughs> roster, but he's got some pieces there. He's got his interior lineman, which he yeah. loves. He's mm-hmm. got his Warren Sapp and Aaron Donald. He's got, from a linebacking perspective, it's transitional, but Ogletree looks solid so far in his first season at middle linebacker. Yeah, to compare him to maybe Derek Brooks. So you know they've got they've got some pieces there. Um, it's just whether he thinks there's enough for him to be able to emulate the success to do on he offense. had. But I mean, yeah, he's the kind of guy that could turn it around. Well, he's one of the more creative offensive minds. Yeah, you look at you look at what his um, his brother Jay's Jet done. Y banana, <laughs> what does he call it? Spider two Y banana. Spider two Y banana. Brilliant move. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll just do that all the time. But you look at that that whole family. You look at Gruden's offense at, um, or Jay Gruden's offense within the Redskins. Yeah, you can see those two are you know can be creative and and have formidable potent offenses. You know, and he won. He won his Super Bowl. Brad Johnson at quarterback. That says <laughs> enough about the guy, right? <laughs> I think so. I better talk very briefly about the Falcons because okay, I don't really rate the Falcons very much. No, you've made that clear so far I this have. season. I have, um, but I better give some love to the defense for the Falcons because obviously you don't get to forty-two and zero in a game without having some good defense. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of people would take it. I mean, Matt Schaub finished the game for the Falcons. Tells you all you need to know about how much the Falcons have cared about this game by the end. So, two rookies, Keanu Neal, mm-hmm. uh, taking the first round of safety from Florida. Yay! Six solo tackles today and a pass deflection. Yep. I haven't told him who's coming up next. Was the round two pick, Dion Jones. Uh, oh, I don't know that one from LSU LSU I should have known that linebacker uh, he did four solo tackles today and two pass deflections and a pick six which really hurt the the Rams came at a really bad time for them um, and then uh, last but not least Vic Beasley Jr. Clemson is, yes, yes it is <laughs> he was the first rounder for them outside linebacker he did uh, three solo tackles, three sacks, and a pick six for him as well this this week. So yeah, he's joined fourteen and a half for the season with mm-hmm. Von Miller for the league's most. But he also leads the league with seven forced fumbles. Yeah, he's having a beast of a year. He's having a great year. All, all three of those players are doing really well. Yep, yeah, no sophomore slump for Vic Beasley. No, and also it shows that the draft system's working well for the the Falcons. Yeah, See well, those two coming in suddenly, and... suddenly get rid of uh, your old coach, bring in a defensive <laughs> wizard in Dan Quinn, who has you know worked for years and years with that Seahawks defense that mm-hmm. we all know and love. And guess what? They've been asking for a pass rusher for the last ten years. Picks up Beasley, who took a little bit of time. I think it was more yeah. th- he, him bulking up because he still had an amazing first step. But this season, he's put it together. Bit of solid. This is this will show you Rams fans. Bit of solid coaching. Mm-hmm. Some solid draft picks, and all of a sudden, you're you know you're making real inroads in uh, you know and could be a playoff team. Absolutely nice. Anything else you want to say? I think that's about? about it. Thank you so much to Rams Nation United and Noah yeah, yeah. for um for me reaching out and actually coming back to me and talking. Yeah, they were very um, vocal and, and we'll we'll be response. trying to talk to more uh, fan groups as well. So yeah, just because we don't know about these teams intimately doesn't mean we won't try and find out. Yeah. Thank you. 
I think I've talked enough about the game of the week. Um, that was good. Well, we talked a bit. We did a bit. Actually, I wanted to talk about the Fisher <laughs> situation in the King's Corner. But Goodbye, Jeff Fisher. We've, you we've, won't be missed. No. Really. I mean, I know that the Rams players come out and doing what they're supposed to be doing and saying that they're going to miss him and everything. Yeah. So obviously, if you were drafted by Jeff Fisher, then you owe him to a certain extent. But really, that whole thing was toxic. You know, the, the stuff that was coming out of, of LA, you know, those training camps and what they're referring to it as like, you know, Rams High or something, whatever it was, high school football. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it's crazy, isn't it? They, yeah. um, yeah, it was Todd Gurley said, didn't he? Todd Gurley's come out and said that they're playing a middle school offense. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's not good from your star running back. But the good news is it can only get better. Yeah, absolutely. If they can get the right guy, like we said about the the Falcons thing with Dan Quinn, get mm. the right guy in. Or John All Gruden. of a sudden, or John if Gruden. If you can get John Gruden oh, in. I'd love him back Ooh. in the league. I would love him back in the league. Yes. And it sounds like Raiders fans want him back. Uh, Raiders? Rams fans Rams want fans. him back in the in the league as well. Yes. Yeah. Sounds They're like going to hate me for that. All right. So let's, yeah. <laughs> let's have a break then, King. Let's come back for part two. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week 14. In part one, you just heard about the Atlanta Falcons demolishing the LA Rams 42-14 to and the firing of Jeff Fisher. Yeah. In part two then, King, as we've already heard you don't have a game of the week, again. Again. We're going to go to the King's Corner. Yes, indeed. Just want to talk about some stuff, really. Okay. That's, I think it's fun. You mm-hmm. nicked one of them, because one of the things that I was going to talk about <laughs> was Jeff Fisher's firing and who Shocking. would replace him. Hence the longer first segment. Yes. Uh, but, well, big announcement this week. Four games in London. Yeah. Next season. Only three new teams, though. Yes. Yes. So we've got the usual suspects. Should I just run through the games first Let's so everyone knows in case you haven't seen I'll the headline? In two minutes anyway. Yeah, so the New Orleans Saints are playing the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. First time for the Ravens. Absolutely. The Vikings are playing the Browns. First time for the Browns. Yeah. And the Arizona Cardinals are playing the LA Rams. First time for the Cards. Yes, indeed. Thoughts? Well, just thinking about that, we talked before about how we didn't think... Well, uh, the Rams gave up a game this year Yep. on their return to LA. Mm -hmm. I didn't think they would be giving up a game next year. No. Unless they That's sign another like, home game they've just given up. Unless they sign like a two, three year deal. I'm not. Jeez, I don't know how they it backed works. out of a deal before, didn't they? Yeah, and then and then came happened, back because that's how Jacksonville got here, wasn't it? The Rams yes. were originally backed out. Jags took it over. Yeah, and then the Rams all of a sudden have come back again. So I don't know how that's worked, or if you're looking to establish a fan base again. Yeah, you're giving up a game to come over to London and lose. Well, if you're not selling out your stadium now, which we touched on earlier, maybe that's the best way to generate revenue. But mm. yeah, interesting matchups. The Saints Dolphins game actually looks quite exciting because the Dolphins are trying their best to get in the playoffs this season, mm-hmm. and the Saints, despite having the, one of the worst, if not the worst, defense in the league, <laughs> have got one of the most exciting offense in the league. So their actually... defense isn't that bad. Not when you look at like the Forty ers No, true. Or the Jets. It's pretty bad to be. F- no, it is. It's up there with those guys, but they're still an exciting team to watch. That's mm-hmm. not. That looks like a decent matchup. The Ravens again, trying their best to get in the playoffs and and stay with the the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Jaguars 
I'm ho- I've am i said this about a thousand times. Hopefully on the up. <laughs> yeah. It's about time. We've seen them improve every game. And they, uh, they do actually win London games now. Yeah, they do. Two the in last a row two now. years, they've won. Yeah, two in a row. But they just don't seem to be able to get over the hump. No. So hopefully next season they will. They've got some nice talent. Miles Jack is, uh, looks healthy and, and is playing well. They just they're, need... they're almost certainly going to lose Gus Bradley at the end of the season. Yeah, I would say so. And not to a freak accident either. This guy's been turfed out end of the season yeah I think it's time they've been more than patient with him yeah yeah and actually I'm, I've am i got nothing but respect for the Jags on how they've dealt with that situation yeah. they've given him time it looks on paper like he's drafted really well but n- something's you know, going wrong there the jigsaw pieces aren't quite fitting together these decent players mm-hmm. to then what's happening on the field yeah how, how that offence has just completely turned to milk toast from last season when they were two of the best you know, two of the best receivers there in the Alan Hearns and Alan Robinson duo. Well, Marquis Lee's actually played quite well. Mark, yeah, okay. But still, Blake Bortles has regressed. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just they saying. They brought in Chris Ivory, who's been not there He's most of the time. Injured or a fumble machine, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's bit, just a complete, oh, I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one, that. It but makes that, it difficult to, to root for them when they just perennially lose so often. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So welcome the Browns to London. Yeah, the Browns are next. Yeah, so the Vikings are playing the Browns. Yeah. If we thought that the Rams didn't get much support against the Giants, mm. just you wait until you see how purple that stadium is. Yeah, well, but there is quite, there's quite a big Viking fan contingent here, I think, because yeah. people love Vikings. And Vikings are cool. <laughs> they took us over a few and hundred years ago. Browns means nothing, really, here, mm, except no. something bad. I'm not sure it means anything over there, does it? I don't know, really. I don't know. But yeah, there will be a lot more Vikings fans than there are Browns fans. Yeah, just in case you weren't aware, there aren't many Browns jerseys floating around at London games. You might no. see the odd Manziel one. You get the fairly... Yeah, the Manziel's got a few. There's the sort of like ironic... ironic anymore? I don't know. <laughs> there's the ironic like couch jerseys and things like yeah. that, aren't there? But yeah. yeah, not really... Not many Browns fans over here. Um, and as far as matchups go, I kind of... I picked the Browns this week, and they, you know, they didn't let me down. They've let the whole fan base down. I'm not actually a fan of them, but they, no. um, you know, you'd like to think at some point they'll be competitive because it's just it's honestly horrible to watch. Because when yeah. I watch the Browns, as long as they're not playing the Chargers, I'm a neutral fan, right? And I feel up. I feel really bad. <laughs> for, for, uh, I, you, I, you you know, you've got to I hate I hate that they're in my division yeah because I feel so sorry for them I would much rather they won than the Ravens or the Bengals yeah but you hate both those teams I don't hate any other team I can't really. hate the Browns can I no you can't that's like kicking a puppy yeah but uh, yeah a bit of a weird one hopefully next year they will have picked up a quarterback they pick we up think? quarterbacks quite often King we but... think maybe get a quarterback in the draft possibly I think we might talk about that next week I think we're going to have to talk about the draft prospects for next year. You want me to go through them? I think, you know, we need to start hearing some of your college knowledge. Okay. We can do that? Mm-hmm. I think so. So you want me to talk about the Browns? I'm not going to go for everything. Not team. the Browns, per se, but, you know. I think the Browns some- would be good. They've got well, two... they've got the number one overall pick right now, so yeah. we'll have to talk about a bit, but not just the Browns. Okay. No. We'll look at, no. A, a few, few teams. A yeah. few teams. Okay. But getting back to it, come on, I mean, it's going to have to be... Actually... I'm trying to get myself excited about these games and to think that the Browns have got two top 10 picks next year might just make it something I would possibly want to see. Yeah, 
but you don't like Sam Bradford and you've seen him with the Rams in London a number of times yeah (laughs) yeah not good um Next game then, moving on. The Arizona Cardinals versus the LA Rams, who we mentioned earlier. Mm. That has the potential to be a reasonable game. Depends which cards team turns up, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, obviously David Johnson's the draw for me, and then obviously and then someone like Tyron Matthew on the defence, Patrick Peterson, Calais Campbell. Mm-hmm. You've got some big names on defence for the cards. Or not uh, well for the the Rams, if it was John Gruden coaching, I'm trying to get excited. I might be slightly more excited to see what he's doing. Yeah. By well, the time I, it gets to that week, they might have won a few games. I'm hoping we blow up by this time next year. And when those games are on, we get a chance to interview him before. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? If it's Gruden. <laughs> can you imagine? I'd be... Oh, You'd be like a high school girl, wouldn't I you? I would be. Giggling. I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy so much. Um, yeah, so a, a, a strange assortment. Some teams we haven't seen, which is nice. Teams we've seen regularly. Seen, teams we've seen too much, to be honest. Yeah, and not a lot of teams with a winning record, which is a bit frustrating. So yeah. we've got a nice matchup in the Redskins versus the Bengals. Both were playoff teams the year before. Yeah. I don't know how many of these teams are going to be playoff teams this season. I would really hope to have seen more teams that I haven't seen before mm-hmm. out of that list. Okay. I mean, there's people like the Panthers. Seahawks, Packers. You're not going to get a home game from them. Yeah. But to see them away, especially the Browns, they needed a big draw team against them. And I don't think the Vikings, no offence Vikings, but I don't think they really do that. I think you needed to to bring bring in one of the kind of championship style teams to go against the Browns there. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a blowout, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, no, it is interesting. And what are your thoughts on, on them adding a fourth game? Why do you think they've done that? And, and you know, obviously we sell out every time for every game there's been, which is yeah. which is great. The atmosphere is amazing. Yep. I think the NFL, um, around the NFL podcast, described it as feeling like a Super Bowl, uh, actually, mm. that kind of atmosphere. So, And that was nice to see fans that, you know, people that are, you know, in the know have, have clearly been to a lot of games and, and are associated with the NFL network to then come over here and describe the atmosphere in london as as sort of super bowl-esque that yeah. was that was good for a for a british fan to hear but the well, fourth it's, it's just different isn't it because every game in the u.s really you've got a huge contingent of home fans mm-hmm. you just don't get that here no it's just people that love the game yeah and yeah. you'll turn up either you don't know anything about the game or you you love the game and you love a certain team mm-hmm. and they just don't happen to be here all the time but you go anyway so we're always wearing our jerseys you know you see all 32 teams represented uh, in the stands yep and you get a lot of counter opinions I mean I, I read so much stuff on this you know and you get some people saying they, they don't like having more than one game they won't, won't go won't go again you know they get friends that will go for once then won't go to another one but I think it's shown over the last how many years it's been that there's enough turnaround we don't need someone to go all the time yeah because there's going to be enough people still yeah. Going to that one game and potentially getting hooked and going to more games. Yeah, that is a small proportion though. I think it's because every year the season ticket sales go up. So you can yeah. buy tickets to all of the games. Yep. And I think that counts for 40, 50% of the stadium, This the season mm-hmm. just gone. So for that to be growing, I think it's a good sign. Do, yes. do you think that means then them adding an additional game and with the footfall they get around the stadiums, the people obviously selling out the stadium, 
Do you think that could lead to potentially or take us one step closer to a franchise in London? I think they're definitely pushing it, aren't they? I think I especially you know if they're going to test us having the Browns come up, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if they can sell out a Browns game, then I think they'll be thinking we can sell anything. Yeah, because uh, I've I've heard some some murmurings that they've they've been speaking to football companies and asking how many people are around the stadium mm-hmm. uh, for each game. Obviously, they know the tickets sell out. That's that's understandable. But basically, how, what advertising how they, they could get before the, the yeah, game kicks off. How, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So they're, they're asking the right questions with regards to a potential franchise to suggest it. Next question, Jim. Mm-hmm. How many people in Britain do you think would go to every home game if you had a fran- if we had a franchise here? Would it's, you go? Oh, Let's start geez. with that. Would you go? Would I go? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Because even if you, you know, you're going to have a second team, you, mm-hmm. you don't have to forego your love to your first team. Okay. Say it was the Jags. You know, just because obviously they're the one that come over the most. Yep. If it was the Jags, it doesn't mean I'm not a Steelers fan. And if the Jags played the Steelers, I'd still be a Steelers fan for that game. Okay. But if it's a chance to watch the Jags, cheer for the Jags when they're playing some other team, some playing the AFC South, and you get to see seven other teams, sorry, eight other teams, don't you? Yep. That season anyway. Yep. So you're still going to see these other teams come round, and you're eventually going to see every other team. Um. Also, it's not that far for us as well. It's just a train journey yeah, it's to not get into London. Uh, yeah, it doesn't take a long time. We know the route, like the back around now, so it's not a problem. I, I would go. Would you go to a, watch a franchise? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I would. I think, you know, I get excited when any games are here. You know, I'm, I'm just a, a fan. I just like seeing the game live and... You know, I've been to America and watched games. Um, you know, which was exciting. I've, and I've been to a number. I tried to get to as many stadiums as I can in America to watch mm-hmm. either college or um, NFL. So I've been quite lucky that I've had that opportunity. But I like showing support. If they, if you know, if the NFL is willing to give us a franchise or give us four games or give us yeah. three games, I'm always going to try and get to those because it's you know it's a game that is immensely enjoyable. Um, you know, it's it's for me not lost its excitement it's still a great day out we all meet up early we get mm-hmm. down there early we have a few beers a few too many beers <laughs> yeah and then uh you know enjoy the game get involved try and support the home team if if we're neutral if one of our teams isn't playing and uh yeah just just sort of make the most of the atmosphere really like you said it's um you know it's 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 just exciting you get to to meet loads of interesting people so yeah, I think I would. That was a very long-winded way of saying yes. <laughs> I think I would watch yeah. if a franchise came here. I would, I would okay. certainly consider a season ticket, depending on prices, etc. I don't know whether that's more appealing to me than having all these individual games. Yeah, I think it, I think it's getting to that stage now. If they're going to keep giving us bottom, you, bottom feeder teams for I was the gonna, home team, I was going to say you feel like these games are cast-offs as well, don't you? You said they about are, come the, on, they are to an extent. It's, it's yeah. been difficult today since the announcement to get excited for these games we'd already known about the Saints Dolphins game yep a few weeks ago they'd, they'd leaked that as one of the games that was coming out mm-hmm. there were rumours a couple of days ago about the Browns having a game and we know the Jags have got a game yep but we didn't know where they were playing and there's two Twickenham games I I didn't really enjoy Twickenham 
I've got to be honest. I did. I know you did, but I didn't enjoy it as much as Wembley. Interesting. I did. I thought I the didn't am- like the, the transport links aren't as good, and just the whole walk down to the stadium that I enjoyed I thought that was amazing <laughs> I thought the transport yeah you know that it wasn't as slick as as Wembley but because of the stadium being a little bit more vertical um and there being three tiers rather than two that are let then lent back further um it felt like it was more enclosed and the atmosphere was better but that's just me that was my opinion anyway one one problem for Twickenham that we don't have King mm-hmm. is that one of my mates have uh, has, who's a Seahawks fan who goes to all the games. Mm-hmm. Um, the he's taller than we are, and he couldn't sit in the Twickenham seats for very long. He's he's been okay to watch rugby games in there because for those of you who don't know, that's forty minutes, then a break, then forty minutes, then go home. But when you're sitting there for almost th- well, for over three hours watching the game, the seats aren't. There's not enough leg room him really to sit comfortably for that amount of time hang on you're telling so, you're telling me a short person yeah that a tall person yeah is complaining yeah that he's just that little bit too tall to watch sport a little bit too big for the stadium is that what you're trying to tell me <laughs> yeah and you expect me to give him sympathy well yeah it's not his fault that he's taller than the stadium it's not why it's not okay but this know your audience Jim I don't <laughs> care how tall your friend is and ha- about all his issues you wait until you see him I can't get on rides when I went to Disneyland that's how short I am so that's <laughs> tell him t- he wants to tell me about issues yeah he's so, got tall people problems yeah so I can't really talk for that but if that's the case then I'm sorry he's got to deal with it twice next year um, well, so I didn't, I didn't really fancy tricking them twice this year I know there's going to be the Tottenham Stadium when that's built that they've got one yeah, with so, a I mean, if it specialist a, NFL pitch. If it goes to a franchise, they really need to nail down a location. It would be Tottenham Stadium. The fact that they've they've got a pitch dedicated to the NFL, which will be wheeled in and wheeled out, uh, absolutely, absolutely would be the Tottenham, uh, Tottenham Stadium. Stadium. Also, I think the Tottenham Stadium is a little bit smaller capacity than Wembley, so it wouldn't be as difficult to sell out eight games. No, very true. Very true. Anyway, so that was the London games. <sighs> Yeah, I so, can't even remember what the other thing I wanted to talk about was. No, playoff something wasn't it? What <laughs> you wanted to talk about a playoff hunt? Playoff sleepers, actually. Yeah, Play- teams. You reckon there's three teams that are being slept on? I reckon there's three teams that could cause an upset in the playoffs. Okay, I don't necessarily think Not they'll the go Falcons, and win it, clearly. but I think they could knock out. <laughs> no, true. I think they could knock out some of the teams that everyone thinks are. You know, potential Super Bowl contenders. There's mm-hmm. a couple of teams that I think people are sleeping on and could be dangerous come playoff time. Pray tell, King. Who are these play? Who are these teams? Well, the three teams are the Tennessee Titans, if they make it in. Right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. And the New York Giants. Now, two of those teams are currently in the playoff picture yeah but they're not being talked about giants and bucks giants and bucks are you hearing them being thrown in super bowl <laughs> contention talk? no 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 but i think they could cause some upsets in the playoffs okay. tennessee aren't in the playoffs at the moment they're a game back well, sorry they're, they're they're tying with houston yep but obviously houston have the divisional advantage they do i think they're going to overtake houston they're only a game behind denver as well mm. who are eight and five um, have you seen Denver's last three games? Denver aren't beating Kansas City to the the top spot in the AFC West. Aren't, so, aren't Denver's last three games 
Kansas City. Oh, it's a terrible run-in. Oh, I can't remember days. the third one, but it's Kansas City and New England. They've got left to play in their last three games. Uh, that's they've got that's, the Patriots, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. Yeah, in that order. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not a good run-in. So I think the Ch- the Titans could catch either the the Broncos or overtake the uh, the Texans. Well, quite possibly. But would you want to see that that team? You've got a quarterback who doesn't throw interceptions in the red zone. You've got an established run game, which always helps in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you've got a defense that's stepping up and making plays. Do you want to know the Titans' last three games? What are they? At Chiefs. Yep. At Jags. Yep. Home to Texans. That's an easy running. Well, apart from the Chiefs. Yeah, apart from the Chiefs, but Broncos got to play the Chiefs as well. They have. And they got to play the Texans. Texans. So that's at home. A, that's a that's what we call in England a six pointer. Yes. That's a double game swing. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Uh I think they'll I think they'll overtake them for sure. I think you're probably right. I'd be shocked if Tennessee weren't in the playoffs because the Texans were. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see that that Titans team in the playoffs. I think they can cause some real upsets. You They've... wouldn't want to see the Titans team in the playoffs? No. No, as in, I, if I was in the playoffs... Oh, you wouldn't want to meet them? I wouldn't the want to meet them in the playoffs. There you go, that's what you meant. That's what I meant. Thank <laughs> right. you for clarifying that, because that sounded really bad. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't segment. want to see them. They look horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, yeah, I just think they're too strong. I just think they've 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 got playmakers on the outside, and they're young. There's not a lot of tape on them. Mm-hmm. They've got that run game, which is just solid. With Derek DeMar- Henry still seems like a secret weapon. He is, isn't he? So you've got Henry, you've got Murray back there as well, who, you know, is a known commodity. And then... You know, you've got people like Matthews that are stepping up. Tarshay Sharps look decent. Delaney Walker is a Pro Bowl tight end. Mm-hmm. And you've got a dual threat quarterback, someone who has got a wicked re- quick release, can throw the deep ball, and runs a four five forty. Like the you yeah. know, he's and he's being smart about when he runs. So I just think and their defence is, is not no slouch. Derek Morgan fell away an last animal. year, didn't he? He Mariota did, but he stepped up this stats, year. But he's, he's doing better this year. So yeah. fingers crossed, he, he carries that. Him on. and Winston, one and two. That's you know that's. I well, think you'd be happy. With, that's what one of those genuine you take or leave either. I think both teams are going to be happy with who they got. That's a lovely segue into the Bucks' remaining games. Yep. So their next game is at the Cowboys. That's a winnable game. <sighs> it's winnable, but yep. Then they're at the Saints, and then they're home to the Panthers. I think if they got two and one at that, they'd be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one is the New York Giants. So, Bucks, while you're looking for that one, the Bucks, obviously, you've got Mike Evans, who is becoming an unstoppable wide receiver. Yes. You've got Jameis Winston, who, if they make the playoffs, could be in the uh, could be in the MV- MVP shout. Mm-hmm. And I, I genuinely mean that. And you've got your defense, where you've got Quan Alexander and... Levante David in the middle. Gerald McCoy. Just snapping stuff up. Yeah, absolutely. And Noah both Spence. Of, Noah Spence is doing decent from the edge. You've got Gerald McCoy, he's an animal inside. They've got some good cornerbacks there as well. They have, yeah, absolutely. Brent Grimes, who we touched on at the start of the season, has, has made a huge difference. Got a pick this week. Vernon and, Hargreaves. And Vernon Hargreaves has been a solid rookie this year. So yep. they've, uh, yeah, they've got all the pieces. Um, Very exciting team. And a team that could, I think, again... To clarify what this whole piece is about, yeah. <laughs> could cause upsets in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The last one was the Giants. So yep. their, their last three games then coming up uh, is home to the Lions. Yep, that's a pick'em game. Yep, away to the Eagles and away to the Redskins. Yeah, I think if they went two and one out of that, they'll be happy again. Yeah, 
the thing that we always get with these these teams that you know flatter to deceive through the regular season, like yep. the Bucks and the Titans, is that they're not used to winning. And no. I think what you see with teams like the Packers recently yep. is that they're just not used to losing. And so it got to that stage when I mean you were blasting them quite rightly so yeah, yeah. and then last few games they've turned it around. And they're now suddenly in with a shout of winning the or at least getting into the playoffs. Yep. When they were looking dead and buried a few weeks ago. Yeah. So they're the same way that they're able to turn stuff around and just get, and Steelers are one of those teams as well. That just and Patriots they just win all the time, you know. Yep. Because they're used to doing it. Yep. There seems to be a culture with these other teams where they're expected to to fall over at some point. Yeah. And in some ways, it's self fulfilling as a prophecy. Same way the Lions. Have never really had any sustained success, no. Because at some point the wheels fall off for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. No, and I th- they're just I... used to it. They're expecting it to happen. No, I agree. And, and you'd hope that these franchises now have have been long enough away um, from from that and mm. have changed the whole dynamic of their building of their yeah. teams. Uh, you know, like you said, changed the building internally. You know, hopefully got rid of some of that stigma and. And uh, and you know murmurings within the building, and are now ready to take that next step. But the Packers, actually, funnily enough, you mentioning with the fourth team on this list for me, um, because of that reason, because they've yeah. done it. But that's exactly why I picked the Giants. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about how Eli's regress, and I can't argue that point. He has no, looked he has. shocking. Yeah. He has looked shocking this year, but he's looked shocking for a lot of years. But that guy, <laughs> no, I'm being serious. But that guy in the playoffs is clutch mm-hmm. he has the ability to make crazy throws and win games that he has no right winning and their defense now is one of the top five defenses in the league from what i can see yeah they're shutting down teams aren't they yeah well we'll have to talk about these uh these games that happen in week 14 king i think that's a really good segment i think you've definitely pointed out three teams there that should make an impact yes in the playoffs this year okay be a crime if they didn't yep so we'll go through uh, your picks for last week, starting with the Thursday night game, which was the Ding Dong, Oakland Raiders and White Hot Chiefs. Yep. You picked the Raiders, but of course the Chiefs came out on top on this one, twenty-one to thirteen. Yep. All the way back last Thursday. Yeah, they did. Um, Derek Carr had a stinker, mm-hmm. um, but he's due one, I think. Better, yeah. better him get that out of the way now. Yeah. Then he actually, to be fair. You'd rather not lose that game because of the playoff implications, because that, in theory, could give it you a did, bye it week. It moved them out of second spot yeah. down to fifth. Yeah, but they're in the best division in football. Mm. Um, yeah, tough, tough loss for the Raiders from a playoff standpoint, but two really good teams played a really good game that was exciting. But yeah. Derek Carr, yeah, that was the difference. He just had a stinker. <laughs> uh, so then we go on to Sunday. Yep. And the first game, you picked it right. The Pittsburgh Steelers against the Buffalo Bills. Steelers won 27-20 to thanks to a Le'Veon Bell performance for the ages. Yeah, talk about... I'm I'm not going to... Uh, this isn't... I'm not going to bash the Steelers because I'm, I'm going to talk about Bell in a minute. But Roethlisberger had a shocker. Mm-hmm. And the luxury of having one of the more formidable offences and having so much talent on offence... Someone else has got to step up. And guess what? Le'Veon Bell did. What was it 296 yards? Yeah. 226 or something rushing. Yeah, he's only behind Priest Holmes, for, I think, for scrimmage yards in a game. Yeah, 136 yards after initial contact. It was the most uh, yards per game since Willie Parker in 2006 for the Steelers. That's pretty cool. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like Willie Parker. There you go. And then, what was it, 3.6 yards after contact, which I think yeah. some some running backs of the league would be happy with from scrimmage. Yeah. So, yeah, the guy was amazing. Antonio Brown, again, did what Antonio Brown does and made some incredible catches when you really needed them. Mm-hmm. Um, defense still looks a little bit porous. but uh, when Still a lot of injuries. Granted, but when your offense is that is that potent, then you can get away with that. So... I don't know if it's conducive to a Super Bowl run, but I think you guys are fun to watch. Is That's that, all I want. Is that acceptable to say? That's fine. Yeah, I agree. Yep, good. <laughs> Second game, you picked it again. Mm-hmm. It's the Tennessee Titans winning against the Denver Broncos. Super Bowl champions. Super Bowl champions. 13-10, to 10, that victory. Yeah, it was a statement victory, I think, for the, the Titans. Yes. Against a, a, you know, one of the better defences in the league. And... It's you know, it the game went exactly how Denver would have wanted it to go. Mm. In the sense, low that scoring, low scoring, defense made some plays, but it's what I mean that that Tennessee de- defense is starting to step up and make their own plays. Yeah, um, and with an offense that you know, yeah, it looked like they weren't great in this game, but you're against one of the best. Not no team really has looked good against that Denver defense this season. Managed to week out games and and. Yeah, state, just a statement win, really, for the Tennessee Titans. Your third correct pick was the Washington Redskins mm-hmm. beating the Philadelphia Eagles 27-22. to Yeah. Yeah, this... It was it, just a back-and-forth game. It was it? just a back-and-forth game, but and there was more plays made by... There was more plays made by the, the Redskins. It was a good interception at the end, so Ryan Kerrigan came in on that, that hit. Yep. Knocked the ball out, and then they got the interception to... Kind of ice the game. Yep, and it's it happened cu- to the Eagles a couple of times this season. Yeah, and they had they had some some opportunities down in the red zone that then were broken up. Josh Norman made a fantastic play that was a surefire touchdown. Yeah, got in front of the receiver, which which meant that they only got three points rather than seven. So yeah, um, that was the difference. Big plays on defense by people like Kerrigan and Josh Norman, and and they just about managed to eke out that game. Next game was the Arizona Cardinals going down to a monsoon-infested Miami Dolphins stadium. Went to overtime. Yep. And it came down to a field goal kick in the pouring rain for Andrew Franks. 26-23, to 23, the Dolphins won, but Dolphins didn't really win this game when it comes to injuries, does it? No. No. Tannehill's out. Originally, it was out for the season. They're now saying he might be able to come back if they make the playoffs. Pounces on IR. Pouncy's on IR. What is it with those Pouncy brothers? They're always injured, <laughs> yeah, both of them. Did. Yeah. Um, Made of snowflakes. Yeah, apparently so. They um, they picked up TJ Yates as well. Just I don't know if you know that. I didn't There's know that, actually. for Matt Moore. That's all right. Or maybe as a replacement, but I don't know. He's actually started Whatever. a playoff game, TJ Yates. TJ Yates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely a backup. But yeah, Matt Moore came in and did reasonably well. Made some solid throws in what was, and you're, you're not joking about monsoon rain. No. It was crazy. Um, yeah, I think that might just mean they don't make the playoffs, though, sadly. Mm. I don't think that Matt Moore is a strong enough quarterback to lead them there. Well, it's good news for Tannehill that people like him enough to think that the Dolphins are going to really struggle without him. Yeah, he's made some real steps without him as the head coach. And, and even if you got, even if the Dolphins don't make the playoffs, it's been a really solid first season as a head coach for Adam Gaze. It's been an improvement. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they have had some really bad injuries this season. 
Next game wasn't quite as close. You picked the Chargers regardless, and they lost 28-16 to against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Yeah, and it wasn't close, really. No. Um, we didn't deserve those 16 points. Ooh. Uh, annoying. Melvin Gordon out as well in the first <clears throat> quarter. Yeah, I don't know how. And also, Joey Bosa's in the concussion protocol. So, not a great game for us with uh, regards to injuries. No. Um, yeah, Gordon lasted one play, three yards, and then... Uh, Rivers fumbled the ball. Gordon got hit as part of the fumble and and was carted off. So I don't, I don't know how long he's out for. But that's a real shame. Mm-hmm. I do think he's. They've said he's game to game, but I, th- I know he really wants to come back because I think he's seven yards off a thousand yards rushing. Well, he's barely, three or something, isn't he? He's really close. And he's he's said he got yards. three yards this week, so I think it's oh, seven okay. yards he needs. But yeah, that close. So I think he wants to do it because obviously everyone was calling him a bus last year, and it'd be nice to get over a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina looked good. Um, main the main thing they did in the game, which was which is incredible, was their pass rush. They put they were put um, Philip Rivers under pressure. I think I can't remember the guy's name, but he had twelve pressures, which was the was most out Tony of anyone. Ely did a lot of work. It wasn't Ely. I can't remember his name. Um, but Addison. Short. Addison, I think. Is Mario that Addison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, had 12 okay. pressures, this, which was the league's most this weekend. Um, and they run the ball on us. Stewart looked decent, had a couple of decent touchdowns. So, yeah, um, good good win for the Panthers. Mm. So, the third pick that went wrong for you was the Cleveland Browns yeah. losing 23-10 to against the Cincinnati Bengals. Robert Griffin the third came back, but didn't stay back. No. It's not like him to get injured. No, no. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, I tried, Browns fans. I tried to give you a game to will you to victory. And you guys talk about middle school football. Mm. Flea flickers from your own end zone that lead to interceptions. Uh. It's just out. They're just playing so badly. And I feel bad because I don't think Hugh Jackson's a bad coach. I think no. he's actually a good coach. But he's got so little that we talked about the Rams not having much talent. He's got when your best receiver was a, court, a starting quarterback in the NFL two years ago. Mm. It's you know you can tell there's some problems there, and it would have been a game he'd like to win against the Bengals, obviously. Yeah, with his history there. So ex-coach from there. Yeah, I felt bad. Bengals looked decent, um, much improved from sort of previous weeks, but it was against the Browns, so not a lot to say there. A pick that didn't let you down was the Detroit Lions winning 20-17 to against the Bears. Yep. Said it was going to be quite close, and it certainly was. But came down to Matt Stafford again taking them down the field and getting the touchdown near the end. Yeah. I think I called that, that game to a T prior yeah. to the game happening. Mm. Uh, a bit of an injury for Stafford. I think he's dislocated his middle finger. Yes, he had to wear a glove a bit like Derek Carr. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he looked good. Another, well, led them to the end. Browns though, uh, Browns. Sorry, the <laughs> Bears. I felt honestly felt bad for Matt Barkley at the end Again, of the game. He's doing he's doing well. He got them into field goal range three plays in a row, and all of them came back for holding flags. Yeah, to to take the take their game to overtime. Mm-hmm. So what shout you, out to what, Matt. More can you do? He can't do any more than that. So uh, I felt bad for him. But if Lions keep eking out victories, so they. They're not that many victories off getting a home playoff game. And if they can get that, that'd be the first time they've played a home playoff game since 1993. There you go. There's a stat stat for you. Okay. Next game, which Mm -hmm. you didn't get right, was the 
Houston Texans going to Indianapolis yep. and winning 22-17. to 17. Yep. Now, we know you love Andrew Luck. Yep. We know you hate Brock Osweiler. Yep. Wasn't really, no, it wasn't really Brock's fault, uh, Brock's doing to win this game, was it? No, Brock was rubbish again. Mm. He also threw another Brock-like interception. And, yeah, not good. But, Andrew Luck didn't have a great game. No. But he was getting no help. There was, again, load of pressure. T.Y. Hilton made a couple of catches, but other than that, it was on Andrew Luck, and their defense is terrible. So, yeah, both teams are rubbish. There, I said it. Go over it. <laughs> okay. Next game. You picked it right, mm-hmm. and can't blame you for picking the uh, Minnesota Vikings, going to Jacksonville, and winning 25-16. to 16. Well. Yeah. Uh, Blake Bortles. I don't know what's happened to him. He's holding on the ball onto the ball too too long. He got sacked about four hundred times in this game. It looked like, and I think it says three hundred ninety six. Three hundred ninety six times yeah. officially. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was just under constant pressure. A couple of drops from wide receivers, mm-hmm. uh, but then occasionally throws like a dart into the end zone. Marquis Lee made some plays, but you're like, that's the problem with him is. You know, he's doing things fundamentally wrong, but then occasionally shows moments of brilliance that make you think he is the guy that can lead them to the promised land. But yeah, they need to sort of, after this season, I, I, I agree. I don't think Gus Bradley's going to be there and they need to take a long, hard look in the mirror and, and decide what they want to do moving forward with, you know, a lot of their players and, and the quarterback is, is included within that, I think. Just checking back here, I said that the uh, Dolphins cards was a win in overtime. It wasn't, it was just the end of the game. Yeah, it was it just, one second. It felt like overtime. It was one yeah, second was left, one wasn't second it? Left. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yes, you're right. The only game that did go to overtime was the Jets 49ers. Yeah. Uh, it was <laughs> the Jets managing to come back from 14 nothing down or 17-0 yeah, down. Yeah, getting hammered, yeah. Yeah, Bryce Petty managed to pull them back, mm. claw back to a 23-17 win in the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, All those points in the first quarter, I think, for the 49ers. Yeah, it's a game of two quarters, really, because Petty looked rubbish to start off with, and then, like you said, led them back to uh, to an overtime victory. Um, and despite um, Carlos Hyde, who had a really good game, there was not a lot else going on. The first half. Yeah, there was not a lot. So obviously, sorry, it was 14 points in the first quarter, three points in the second quarter, and that was it then for the, the 49ers. Yeah, they, um, they're just not consistent enough, and... Good for Bryce Petty getting his first win as a starting quarterback. Yeah. And that win obviously moves the Jets further down the uh, draft pick order. So, well done, New York. Well <laughs> done, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, interesting times in New York. I think they've got some assets, though, to try and climb back up the draft, personally. Okay. I think one of Richardson or Wilkerson is going to be traded yeah. at the end of the season. You, you keep giving that narrative that one of them is going to go. I think so. Might do. They've got Leonard Williams on a rookie contract. You'd absolutely rather get rid of one of those two than Williams, who's outperformed both. Yeah. Next game you got right was the Buccaneers seeing off the Saints in another statement game. 16-11 to 11, that win. It yeah. Was not an easy game to watch. I don't think what anyone but, uh, expected. I think everyone expected a bit of a shootout. And yeah. We got a bit of a snooze fest. But the Bucks made some key plays. We talked about Brent Grimes make, having an interception. Mm-hmm. 
I think Quan Alexander had one that he dived across, tapped up, and that yeah. was when Grimes in- oh, it might be the same inception I'm talking might about. Be the same one. Either way, I'm going to talk about it from on. both angles. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it was really good. They had a key inception at the end of the game as well, which you know, as as Breeze was trying to take the team back to victory. Uh, so yeah, statement game for the Bucks, and they came out strong. Falcons Rams we talked about, but of course you picked the Falcons. Mm-hmm. The only other game you got wrong this week. King was the Seahawks Packers and Seahawks scored 10 points Packers scored 38 but they pulled Aaron Rodgers by the end of the game I think yeah um, they did pull him they put Brent Huntley Brent in Brent Huntley uh, yes they did and, and every single time Russell Wilson threw a ball it was intercepted it was just tipped and intercepted I know it was five interceptions but I think two of them were tipped so he still had three true interceptions didn't feel like three true interceptions to be honest I think no. if you look at them they were a bit of bobbling going on yeah one of them looked like a volleyball dig that yeah. Doug Baldwin had like please have the ball <laughs> outrageous um, yeah tough game for the Seahawks can't really pin it on Earl Thomas, but that secondary was getting shredded. Some people will try. They'll try, but I don't I don't think that was the case. Um do you know what? When one thing we talked about when uh Packer Tim was on the podcast was the fact that the receivers for Green Bay weren't catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Last two weeks we've also now said they're doing they're catching that. that ball. So guess what? When you've got the best quarterback in the league, and again his recent performances have shown he's still in that Category, category, yeah. if not definitively, is the best player, mm-hmm. uh, best quarterback. Anyway, when he's on form, he is unplayable. When receivers are actually bothering to catch the f- throws he's making, yeah, they just were like lasers, hitting people in stride, hitting people that weren't open, that didn't realise they were open until the ball hit their hands. Right back shoulder. Oh, he looked it. absolutely amazing, and he's injured. Um, which he was is, hobbling around that's going to be the big problem he looked now. like yeah it was progressively getting worse so they're lucky they got up so early that they could take him out they had this last season as well yeah. didn't they yeah but they um, this just shows you that team similar to this, how when the Saints we talked about how the Saints won the Super Bowl like, a few years ago if you can create some pressure up front and, and turn the ball over with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or to use Drew Brees as the example previously mm-hmm. they you know you're you, you're, you could easily win games. That's also how the Packers won the Super Bowl a few years ago. Collins making um, making interception. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a shame they've not been playing Don't like that all season. about the Super Bowl win for I'm them. sorry. I forgot they <laughs> played the Steelers. <sighs> My bad. Sunday night game. Yes. You called it, King. I did. It was a Giants victory. They swept the Cowboys yeah, this no one, season. No one saw that coming. 7-10. to 10. Yes. Oh, how were there only 17 points scored in this game? But, uh, yeah. Well, time, time for Romo? No. I don't think so. No, so stupid. <laughs> no. How can they be talking about this after, like, after one loss? There's one team that's got a better record? Yeah, there's only one team that's beat them this season. That's the Giants twice. Yeah, so they've got the best record in football still, right? Uh, Patriots, I think, have only... Well... I don't know. I think they've got the best record in football. Yeah, well, they're both 11-2. and two. All right. So they're joint. They're joint top. And you want to ta- you want to pull the quarterback? Pull the quarterback. That's a joke. <laughs> so no, not time for Romo. Um, I said that I thought that that Giants defense was underrated. Start of last... Yeah. In and, last week's and podcast. And also when J- JPP was pulled out with an injury... Yep. 
their players step up. That pick was looking a bit wonky, but yep. uh, fair play to you. Mate. Olivier Vernon's looked amazing. Janaris yeah. Jenkins had a game. Mm. He played amazing. Uh, and they've they've and you know they've got players that have all stepped up. So yeah, good for them. And Odell Beckham was the difference. Yeah, another yeah, extended two. slant play running for yeah. 75 yards. Yeah, it's the angles he takes on slants. No one else does it better than him. He just seems to take safeties out of the game. And it was a game of two elite wide receivers and one caught the ball for 10 yards and then fumbled it. The other guy took one to the house from 70 yards. Yeah, And that was the difference. The Monday night game was the New England Patriots hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, 23 to 30, so a lot of points scored in this game. Yep. Have you seen any of this game, King? No. No. Well, the Patriots game. Yeah. Yeah. You watched it? Did you? Okay. I have. I've, I zoned out. So you looked like you were zoning out talking about the Patriots. <laughs> Just saying the words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, it came down to a couple of big plays from Chris Hogan and Legarrette Blunt running all over them again. It's a simple recipe, but it seems to work. I don't want to sound, you know, like that guy, but I came away from watching the. These, uh, this game thinking that the Ravens weren't quite as scary on defence as I thought no but also that the Patriots weren't quite as scary on defence as I thought or offence as I thought yeah I you think know, the, Flacco was having a lot of success against that secondary which you know he's not a great quarterback for punishing no. secondaries and yeah that Ravens defence is supposed to be able to shut down people like LeGarrette Blunt mm-hmm. and they weren't so no, no. It's um they it's interesting. We talked about what their offense would look like without Gronk, and I think they've just they're showing you now is we are going to run the ball down your throat and then throw the ball seven yards and good luck stopping That's what us. They've always done, yeah. But now we've not got they people haven't got Gronk to worry about. No, and it's just and actually when we've not got Blunt in, we're going to chuck in two running backs that are both quick and can catch the ball out the backfield, and good luck putting a linebacker on them. So. It's uh, you know might not be the most exciting offense, but it's clearly tough to stop. And I think the Patriots fall within that Packers category or the the Saints from years past, where they are yeah they they absolutely can give up points and give up yards. But they have Devin McCourty had an interception this week. They've got people like Malcolm Butler who can create interceptions as well. They they rely on turnovers and running the ball down your throat. And with that correct picking, you went to ten wins and six losses for the week. Yep. Congratulations, sir, on your double digits. Yeah, dropped off from the last few weeks. but Still yeah. double digits. Double digits, yeah. I'll take that. That's a good marker. I will take that. Considering one of the losses was a last second field goal. It was, yeah. Yeah, and you picked the Browns as a kind of charity pick, I suppose. Yes. And you hate Brock Osweiler, so you couldn't pick him against the Colts. I think you did pretty well there. Thank you, mate. I yeah. appreciate that. Anyway, let's have one last break and come back for your picks for week 15. Let's. Welcome back to part three of the Jim and the King NFL podcast, week fourteen. So there we go, King. Yes, That's all of the all the picks done for last week. Yeah, yeah. But we've still got a few more weeks of the regular season. We do, and so everybody needs to know. Yeah, who's winning this week? Yep, they and of do. Of course, with no buys, it means we're going for sixteen games. Yep, I'm gonna start you off. Do please Thursday night. Thursday night. Yep, it's the LA Rams going to the Seattle Seahawks. Both these teams took a punishing loss Seahawks. this week. Oh, okay. Seahawks. <laughs> I don't know who's I don't know who's coaching the, John the Rams. Fallon. Yeah, I literally mean I Special don't know what coach. he does. Special teams coach for the Rams. Yeah, I don't know what John he does. John Harbaugh was a special teams coach. 
Yeah. Sometimes it does help to have, you know, not an OC or D defensive coordinator there as a head coach. Yeah. I don't know him. So I'm Apparently not... he's quite well respected in the team. Seahawks. Okay. Seahawks. <laughs> All right. He's respected because special teams is about the only thing good. Johnny Hecker, end. come on. If he can get that out of Johnny Hecker, then what, what can he do with Jared Goff? That's it. This is true. Don't sleep on it. Look, uh, one last thing then, okay? Seahawks. There's a <laughs> Listen to me, King. Okay. All right. There's only one... I've told you before. There's only one type of game that the Rams step up for. Divisional, Divisional games. Divisional games. This is a game. And they've got game. the excitement of a new coach coming in and everyone trying exactly. to prove themselves. Yeah, special teams coach. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Seahawks. Right. Seahawks. Sunday games start with the Pittsburgh Steelers eight and five going to the five seven and one Bungles. Sorry, Cincinnati Bengals. Seahawks. What are you talking about? <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> I thought that would make you laugh. <laughs> okay, now we've got uh, an AFC East rivalry. Okay. The Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Heading up the coast. Yeah. Obviously. To the New York Jets, obviously, they can't go down the. No, I know that. I understand <laughs> yeah. where Miami is. Where who they? I can't even. The Jets. The Jets. Oh. Eight and five versus four and nine. Jets. Jets. Yeah. Oh, what? Because of no Tannehill. Yeah. Yeah, but you know the Jets are playing Bryce Petty. Yeah. They almost lost to the Forty ers Yeah. Took over. To, okay. Jets. There's no point arguing with you. Nope. So the Green Bay Packers, they're playing a divisional game. Okay. Against the three and ten Bears. Packers. Bears like beating the Packers. What, like once in the last ten years? No, 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 no. They, they beat them last season. They swept them last season. I think. They beat them in the Brett Favre Bart Starr homecoming game in Green Bay last year. That was Detroit, wasn't it? No. What? Brett Favre and Bart Starr. Yeah. Jay Cutler came on and won the game. Oh, okay. My friend was there. That's really Trust bad. Trust me. My friend was there. I Trust thought it was me, the... that was a Bears win. Okay. Bears like beating the Packers. Awesome. They're going to lose this time. Okay. So, the another um, rivalry game here. Okay. Original. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. 2-11. and 11 Against yes. the currently leading Houston Texans. 7-6. and six. And I think Jaguars are going to win. Oh, you love a Jags pick, don't you? No, so I haven't picked them for ages. They've only had two wins I, this season. I just, I... You I love picking against the Texans. Yeah, pretty you? much. Jeez. And they're in the playoffs. That shows how badly I've done picking the Texans so far this season. <laughs> yeah. The Browns are on the road. Yep. And they're going to Buffalo. Bills to win. I tried this week with the Browns. I can't do it two weeks in a row. Okay. Says the guy who's picked the Jets three weeks ago. <laughs> you have. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. The Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Are going to the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. It's a good game. Could be. Could be. Uh, I think that the Eagles. Are, oh, really? Are going to win that game? How grubby do you feel saying that? That can't be easy. To no, say. it's not. I couldn't pick that. That was that's really? the toughest one so far. I didn't. Yeah. As always, I've not looked at the game, so I've got no idea what the matchups are. All right. Eagles? Gut, my gut says Eagles. Okay. As bad as that game feels, here's a, here's a, a good one for you. <laughs> what? I just know your face when you said that. It's the Tennessee Titans. Yep. 
on the road. Okay. To the White Hot Chiefs. Good game. Yes. Good game. I think that the Titans. Oh, really? Are going to win. Oh, they're going to win. Go on. I was going to so say lose, and I was like, no, I think they're going to win. They've really? gone against one of the best defenses this week, and they came out. And I think that you thought the Raiders were going to beat the Chiefs last week. Yeah, I know. I don't. It's not a wise move to pick against the Chiefs. I don't care. I'm picking the Titans. <laughs> okay. I like how you're worried about my record. I am worried I about your I record. I build a credibility up. Exactly. I don't care. I'm getting controversial. Here's, Titans to win. Here's another game you'll love. Are they actually are they in Kansas City? Yeah. Titans. <laughs> Titans. <laughs> Did that last week to me. <laughs> here's the game you're going to like. Yep. Two nine and four teams, King. Ooh. <clears throat> the Detroit Lions. Okay. Are going to the New York Giants. Yes, you mentioned it earlier, and I got excited about it. I, I think that oh, this is really hard to pick. I think that the Giants are going to win. Do you? This could be my worst week for picks. I don't feel <laughs> strong about any of them. To be fair, uh, Giants to win. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Next up, Indianapolis Colts. Yep. Six and seven. Yep. Against the Minnesota Vikings. Seven and six. Oh, that's a, all of these games are really hard. Yeah, Vikings at home, I think, will win. Okay. Then you've got the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, five and eight. Yeah, against the Arizona Cardinals, five seven and one. Oh, good game. Mm. Although New Orleans haven't been scoring points recently. No, and that's why I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Okay. Then you've got the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. They're 1 and 12. Yes. They're going to Atlanta, who are 8 and 5. Yes. And Atlanta is going to go to <laughs> 9 and 5. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Not so good. this is a repeat of the AFC Championship game where the New England Patriots are going to Denver. Oh, good game. It's going to go the other way. New England's going to win this time. Okay. Oh, I'll tell you what, actually, I don't... <laughs> I've got to go with New England. Yeah. Yeah, well, New you England. have done so far. It's done pretty well for yeah, you. Yeah, have, they have done well. This is one you probably won't want to pick. Uh, it's a divisional game. It's the Oakland Raiders going to San Diego. Oh, good game. Are they going to sweep the Chargers? Yeah, they are. Raiders are going to beat us. Okay. Sorry to have to make you pick that one King but. no it's fine If I don't think Melvin Gordon will end up playing and I think Joey Bosa might be out as well so that's not good no that's our two of our top four best players mm. go okay. on so then you've got the Sunday night game yep it's the Dallas Cowboys mm -hmm. back home yep against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh that's a great game that is a great game Oh, and they've got the linebackers stuff the run as well. But it's the Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, stars coming back. Dallas. <laughs> okay. Yep. The Monday night game then. Last one. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. got a sorely needed win, unfortunately, against your team. No, they did. They deserved it. And they're going to Washington. Oh, good game. 
Redskins need this win. They do, but I'm going to go with the Panthers. Aye. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I I tend to pick against the Panthers when Neil, they play Neil. against... No, when you always say I pick against them, but... You do? I pick against them when they play teams with good pass rush, and besides Ryan Kerrigan, I don't think that the Redskins have got good pass rush. Okay. So I I don't think they'll be able to stop Cam Newton. All right. And that's it. That's those, it. those are all the picks then, King. There you go. Well, thanks very much, guys, for listening. Um, all the usual stuff, you know, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Catch us on iTunes, Jim and the King NFL podcast. We're also on SoundCloud. Yep. And DoublePod. And you can check out our YouTube videos. So we'll be recording that now and posting it uh, probably tomorrow. So that's the King's Picks. You can find that through our website, jimandtheking.com. Yeah, just uh, give it a like. Give us a subscribe. Leave a review if you're subscribing on iTunes. Always helps. It does always help. you know, as we're just fledgling right now. Yeah, no, it does. Absolutely. And uh, also, we mentioned I'm going to touch on a couple of potential prospects from in the draft. Uh, if you would like me to discuss potential first round draft picks for... Your team. Your team. Hit us up on Twitter. At Jim and the King. At Jim and the King. And yeah, we are, we're getting more heavily into Twitter now. We are indeed. Slash you are. <laughs> I'm terrible with social media. Yes. Um but yeah, if you would if you would like honestly like me to uh, to discuss potential targets for your team, I'm more than happy to do so and give you a little shout out. So please hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King. Excellent. Well, until next week guys, I've been Jim, that's been the King, and thanks so much for listening. Thank you.